And I'm holding this water bottle like someone would hold a newborn baby. I'm like clutching it to my chest. (laughs) And this woman looks at me and she goes, why don't you put your water bottle down and make out with me? Hey, lovebirds. Today, we are doing something new. It's called story time. (laughs) I've got this story that I've been sort of holding on to that I thought would eventually come out in one of the interviews. That hasn't happened yet. And instead of waiting, I will just share this story with you. I don't know if you remember, but last year, 2018, when The Love Drive started, a lot of the content was more sexually explicit than it is now, because I am focusing now more so on emotional intimacy. But love and the pursuit of it also includes sex. That's that's why I wasn't too worried about doing sort of a a pivot towards love and emotional intimacy and away from sex, because sex falls under that umbrella. That also means that the episodes this year have been a little less explicit than last year. And people have said that they miss the raunchier, sexier love drive. And so today I'll bring you one of those stories. And there is no guest. There is no interview for this episode. It is just me telling a story. Let's talk about my first sex party. And actually, that's a bit of a clickbait because it's really this the story is really centered around my second sex party. My first sex party wasn't that interesting other than the fact that I was incredibly nervous. I went with an ex-girlfriend of mine. It was like around Christmas time so there was like a Christmassy theme to it. A lot of sex parties have themes to it. This one had a Christmassy theme. I was wearing a suit. I had it made in Thailand a long time ago and so the cut isn't very modern, right? So I just didn't feel sexy. And when you don't feel sexy, it's hard to really enjoy and relax at a sex party, especially because going to a sex party for the first time can be really nerve-wracking, like intensely nerve-wracking. And so I just remember being at this party and sort of being a wallflower and looking at all these people having fun and having sex and really wanting to be part of that, but also just not knowing how to do it. And my ex at the time also was sort of a little taken aback and there wasn't a lot of chemistry between us at the time. It was more of, we just went for the, for the experience. Anyway, so that was my first sex party. It didn't go over so well. I mean, it was interesting. We met some interesting people, but you know, it, I didn't, I didn't have sex. <laughs> and that wasn't really the goal. The goal was to just get familiar with the environment, which is great because, you know, you can go to a sex party. You, you don't have to have sex at a sex party. You can go to just make out. You can go to participate in other non-sexy ways. You can go to help uh, the organizers. There's a way to get familiar with the environment. You don't have to engage in any sexual activity or you definitely don't have to do anything you don't want to do. There is room for non-sexual engagement at these parties. So I guess the first party was sort of a success in the sense that I got some experience 
right? I got to check out what a sex party looked like and what people did at sex parties. Spoiler alert, there's a lot of sex happening. (laughs) This story is really about my second sex party. And excuse my voice, I'm still recovering from a cold somehow three, four weeks later. My second sex party was um, underworld themed. So a lot of darkness and vampires and and that kind of vibe. And I went with a friend, a non, like a platonic, I went with a platonic friend who had been to a bunch of sex parties. And what was interesting about this party was that there was also quite a bit of dancing. So there was a dance floor. There was actually two dance floors with little nooks and crannies and where people could could hook up around the dance floor. So you can actually just go and dance. And also that's a really great way of meeting people. And I was dressed, I felt good. This time I, <laughs> because I had felt so like schlumpy the first time around, this time I made sure that I actually really felt felt good and looked good because when I when I am happy with my outfit, I just feel more confident. So I was wearing these um, sort of like fitted black pants with a black button down and some blue suede shoes. I think I had a tie on. And I also did sort of my go-to Halloween costume, which is just like vampire teeth, the ones that you kind of use like fixident on your, your like canines. And some su- subtle eye makeup, probably like eyeliner, um, probably just eyeliner. So easy costume, but also totally effective. You know, I was feeling good, and I and I go into this party, and it's it's already way more intense than the first party. Um, I'm, I'm trying to set the scene for you. It was in a warehouse in Oakland, sorry, in Berkeley, and you walked in, and there was sort of a greeting area, and that's where you sort of. I checked in. Oh, the the cost of the party I think was sixty five dollars for for one for a single person. Oh, there was also an application process. So as a single man, oftentimes you might have to apply to get into a party. And so the this application process, they asked me my gender, which gender I was interested in playing with, what was my main motivator for going to the party, a few other questions. Then you had to agree to a bunch of rules, a lot of them around consent and safety. And then also uh, the friend that I went with was the person that was sponsoring me. And so if there was any issue or misconduct on my behalf, we both got kicked out and she was no longer welcome at these parties, at least the parties that this person threw. So when we walked in, we had to go over the rules again and, and sort of agree to them. And then you walked into one dance floor uh, with like a raised DJ stage. And then you can kind of go through there. And there was a kitchen area and a bar and sort of a like a loungy area with a lot of couches and a bathroom. And then through, if you walked through that room, there was another back room with another DJ. And around all of this, there's these little nooks and crannies that people are making out in or hooking up in. There was also a bus in the warehouse that people were hooking up in. And then there was, I remember there was a few lofts. So hopefully that sets the stage for this weird warehouse sex party underworld themed thing that I found myself at. I danced a little bit and then sort of walking around a little bit, kind of nervous, super nervous, like a lot of good looking people 
half dressed. People weren't really having sex yet because it was still kind of early, but I immediately zoned in on this one particular woman that I was instantly smitten with. She was wearing a little black dress. She had curly brown hair, really curly, like super curls. And she was just, oh, she was holding court in front of six or seven people. And I was just smitten. And you know, when you lock, you lock in on somebody, it's like really hard to look away. And I had just an insane amount of situational awareness about where she was in the party, but I didn't know how to go and talk to her (laughs) until a little ways in. I saw her in line for the bathroom and I also had to go to the bathroom. And so I just, I like beelined it for right (laughs) behind her. And I don't actually remember what it is that I said. I kind of wish I had, I should probably ask, I should call her and ask her. We still, we still keep in touch. But we started talking about my vampire teeth and sort of I was playing off the fact that I was actually a real vampire and that I wasn't in a costume. Like I just, that was, I don't know, this sounds kind of lame, but I can't exactly remember. But what I do remember feeling some some anxiety around is the fact that people were going into the bathroom in twos. And I sort of caught on to the fact that this bathroom had both a urinal and a toilet, but it wasn't like a traditional bathroom. It was like sort of a ghetto warehouse bathroom. And so people were expected to go in twos. And there was only one bathroom in the party and there was like 200 people there. So there was kind of a line and you couldn't really just go in alone. And what you probably don't know about me is that I am super potty shy sometimes. Like sometimes I have a really hard time peeing. Like at a baseball game or any sort of sporting event where there's a trough, that is my freaking nightmare. And yeah, if you're a woman and you didn't know this, some establishments will have bathrooms where like the urinal is just one long trough and you just like saddle up to it, pull your dick out and start pissing in close proximity without a divider to other men that are pissing. But anyways, I am potty shy and oftentimes uh, like I have to use, I have to look at my phone while I'm peeing just to like distract myself and it's it's not great it's super inconvenient sometimes but then other times i'm not potty shy at all so i don't i can't really figure it out but this time i knew i was going to be potty shy anyway so i tell her and i go hey listen i've kind of got an issue here i'm really potty shy and i'm i'm nervous and i'm not going to be able to pee and she goes oh don't worry let's just give it a shot and we were i mean we were flirting super hard and it was really cute so we both go into the bathroom together and she's sitting on the on the toilet and she's peeing and I'm at the urinal and there is a bit of a divider, but they're right next to each other. And I, I cannot pee and I'm telling her this and she goes, oh, let me just sing for you. And so she starts singing in the bathroom and it's not working. I mean, it's really sweet, super cute, kind of sexy, but I am way too potty shy. It's not happening. And so she goes, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave and you know i'll i'll let them know that you're not quite ready yet <laughs> and so she leaves the bathroom and i can sort of hear her telling people that i'm potty shy and then all i hear is a bunch of like booze and hurry up and people are kidding but it's like it's making me even more anxious obviously anyways i finally get to pee and i leave the bathroom there's like a round of applause it's super awkward kind of funny and that is how i met the 
curly-haired woman in the LBD, the little black dress. That was the beginning of our, I guess, our love affair. Totally, totally a love affair. So fast forward maybe 30 minutes where I run into her again on the dance floor. I think we had parted ways. And we start dancing together. And we dance for like five or 10 minutes. Then all of a sudden, this other man comes up and starts dancing with her as well. But it's clear that they know each other. And I don't know what to do. Like we're all sort of three dancing together and I get so nervous and shy and I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I leave and I'm sort of like perturbed. I'm like disturbed by this man who was maybe her boyfriend. And I just didn't have the language available to, to ask like, who is this person? Are you guys together? And even if they were a couple, they're at a sex party. So maybe it's okay for her to be dancing and or hooking up with other people. But I didn't know how to, I didn't have the language available to say like, oh, is this your partner? Awesome. Do you guys play together? Do you guys play separately? There's so many things I could have said. Instead, I just, I like walked away and I was so nervous. (laughs) And I run into this woman in the sort of the loungy area who is wearing a red fishnet dress and she looks incredible. And this is a woman that I'd been on a few dates with, some OkCupid dates, and it just never fully panned out. We went on a few dates. We had like a few really cute moments, but for some reason there was, I don't know, there was like a lack of real chemistry. And I'm talking to her at this party and I'm still so nervous and like a little bit in shock of the, you know, running into this woman and her boyfriend in the other room. And I'm holding a water bottle and I'm holding this water bottle like someone would hold a newborn baby. I'm like clutching it to my chest. (laughs) And this woman looks at me and she goes, why don't you put your water bottle down and make out with me? And I go, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. And I'm still kind of nervous, but I put the water bottle down and we start making out and everything just melted away. Like the whole room, I was fully present. The chemistry was amazing. We were making out and it was awesome. I was getting turned on, which I hadn't been at all, even like watching other people make out or hook up. And there's a there's that bus. <laughs> that bus is right there. And I go, do you want to go in the bus and have sex? And she looks at me and she goes, yes, definitely. So we go into the bus. We start making out. We start hooking up. We start getting naked. It's super hot. I mean, there's... <laughs> There's like beautiful people having sex everywhere. And we are starting to, I think we're starting, we've taken our clothes off. We're starting to have oral sex. I'm, I see a woman that I know who is actually like uh, my friend's ex-girlfriend's best friend. And I see her like just getting railed, you know, really hardcore by this other man. It's a really surreal experience. Super surreal. Really, really interesting. Very sexy. So we're we're hooking up. I can't exactly remember. Oh, yeah. So I think she's going down on me. And there's this couple next to us. And the guy goes, hey, excuse me. I don't mean to bother you guys, but um, will you choke me or choke out my girlfriend while I fuck her while you're blowing him? I think was the way it went. It's sort of confusing how that setup would actually look like. But 
so now we're like interacting with other people. And that's as far as that interaction went. He, he just wanted uh, the person that I was hooking up with, let's call her Red Dress, um, to choke his girlfriend while he was fucking her while Red Dress was blowing me. Anyways, that was awesome. It was really a fun little moment. And Red Dress and I are, are like ramping up. We're now having sex, which was one of the things that I wanted to do at this party. I wanted to have sex and it was happening. And it wasn't with a total stranger, but I was still like, it felt kind of like a big win. We somehow managed to climax. I'm just going to fast forward a little bit. We climax at the same time. And there's this thing that happens when people climax, you sometimes realize where you are or who you're with. And you sort of come back down to earth, right? Because when you're sexually aroused, things are extra sexy and you sort of bypass some cues that you might have uh, clued in on earlier. And what we both realized after coming is that the bus smelled terrible. (laughs) The only way I could describe it is it smelled like fermented butthole. I mean, it was... You know, there was like 20 people and they're having sex and it's a bus. So it's, there's not a lot of great ventilation. It's a bus in a warehouse. Anyways, we both look at each other. We're like, and we're, sw- I mean, we're, we're just drenched. And we both look at each other. We go, we got to get out of here. And so we gather up all our clothing. And for some reason, I can't find my shirt. I've always had some like body image around my abdomen, like issues around my abdomen. And so to lose my shirt was sort of detrimental. But if you're going to lose your shirt, you might as well lose it at a sex party. I don't know what happened to it. Maybe somebody used it as like a cum rag or I don't know, or it got lost in all of the like pillows and futons. But I made that decision right then that I was just going to walk around the party without a shirt on. And as we're about to leave, the curly-haired woman with the black dress walks in with another woman and another man who was not the other guy I saw her with. And I'm so confused at this point. I don't know what to do. We kind of lock eyes. She sees me and red dress sort of putting our clothes back on and we maintain some eye contact and then then I walk away. And at this point, I'm just walking around the party. I feel great. I feel like a million bucks. I think red dress has gone home at this point. I'm just walking around with pants and and my shoes on, no shirt. Maybe I still have my tie. And I'm hanging out with my friend. I think some dancing is happening. There's some chatting. I'm a lot more calm. I'm not clutching my water bottle like a baby anymore. And some time passes. Probably at this point, it's like four in the morning or probably three in the morning. And my friend and I are looking at each other like it's time to go. And I think we're we're saying like, oh, should we start thinking about moving and leaving? And she goes, yeah, let's do that. And I'm in the small room at that point, maybe sort of collecting my stuff. And curly hair woman with a black dress walks in. And I'm taken aback by how beautiful she is. And we sort of gravitate towards each other. and We start dancing again. It's like a a really like hot, grindy, slow dance. And we do that for a few minutes until that dude shows up again. And he, I'm dancing in front of her and he comes up behind her. And this time I'm not going to leave. I'm just going to stay here and see what happens. And maybe a minute goes by where he, he takes my hand and he puts it on her pussy. And I was like, oh, okay whoa, (laughs) 
this is some next level shit. And so we're dancing a little bit more and he goes, guys, what are we doing? Let's go lay down. And my mind is sort of blown at this point. I'm not into dudes, but I have had some threesomes with other guys, or like with a woman and another and another man. And so I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's go lay down. So we all go lay down and we're like sort of all playing together. It's really more me and him playing with her. It's really exciting and kind of scary. And it's funny because my my friend and I were gonna leave, but now she's on the couch maybe across the room watching us and really getting a kick out of uh, this situation because she knew how smitten I was with this woman. So we get naked. I think we're we're fooling around. I think she's blowing me. He's fucking her. Then she says, uh, would you like to fuck me? And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nerve wracking to fuck somebody while they're, boyfriend so it turns out that's actually that was actually her fiance fiance is like right there but obviously totally into it and getting a kick out of the whole situation it's hot it's hot and it's sexy and it's a little scary but i'm sort of just going for it (laughs) and in these parties there's often like lube and condoms and towels and clean rags a little bit all over the place so that you can keep yourself relatively clean and there's a bunch of cushions and futons and mattresses that often have also clean sheets on them. So yeah, that, the whole atmosphere can sound a little dingy, but it's often not that dingy. Um, but it can be a little smelly like the bus. Anyways, we're hooking up and there's a bottle of lube there. And Black Dress asks me if I would like her to put a finger up my ass. And I, and I said, sure, that sounds exciting. I'm no stranger to ass play. And so she puts a lube on her finger and slides it in my ass. And (laughs) I immediately feel like an intense, crazy, crazy intense burning sensation. And I get up and I, and I just, I don't even say anything. I, I get up and I run away. And I run to the bathroom and there's like a line. So I can't get to the bathroom. I think I find a faucet and I try to like wipe off whatever she had tried to put in my ass. And I come back and they're like mortified. They're like, what happened? And I go, I don't think that was lube. And we look at the bottle and it's like a bottle of hand sanitizer. (laughs) She is absolutely mortified. Like she just can't believe that she just did that. And... I'm laughing. I mean, obviously, now my butthole is sanitized and it doesn't burn anymore. And that was sort of the end. Like that was that was the climax pretty much. And my friend shows up with a platter and she had put together like a platter of fruit and chocolate and she's coming to meet us all and now we're all four of us just sort of hanging out on this futon and like getting to know each other because we don't really know each other at all. Then now it's really time to leave. It's like 4.30 or 5 at this point. Everybody's exhausted. And the party's kind of winding down. And Black Dress and I decide to keep in touch. We actually do to the extent that we see each other every Tuesday for six months. And we call uh, that date Tasty Tuesday. And she introduces me to all of her friends. They all went to school together. They sometimes throw play parties together. They sometimes uh, just got to connect with this beautiful 
community of people because I went to the sex party. And then I, I also found like a beautiful lover in the in the whole experience. And I was often invited to potlucks and really friendly with her fiance. Now husband, I was invited to their wedding. And just recently in California, we were supposed to get together, but some something happened and we weren't able to. And I am so intensely grateful to everybody that was there that night that helped me have that that experience. And it's actually funny because the woman in the red dress, <laughs> I ran into her while I was in California at a grocery store. It was so great to see her. And I said, you know, I think the last time we saw each other was was on a bus. And she goes, yep, I think that's exactly what it was. And it was really sweet. We tried, we also tried to get together. Uh, it's just hard to get together with people sometimes when I was in California working nonstop and people have busy lives. And so we weren't able to connect, but I'm so grateful that these people, these people are still in my life today. All three of them, the friend that I went with, uh, black dress, red dress, and or black dress's fiance or husband now. That's the story of my first real sex party. And I've, I like this story because it's, you know, it was a scary experience for me. I have more experience going to sex parties now. I've probably been to a handful of them. They are fun. They're not, you know, they're not what I want to do every weekend, but it's fun to get out of the comfort zone. It's even better to get out of your comfort zone when you have people that you love that can help you get there. And I had that that night, which made the experience so much easier. And even then, it was still fucking scary. So that's it. That's the story of my first and second sex party. And next week, we're talking to Susan Piver, who is a best-selling author, meditation instructor. We're going to talk to her about her latest book, The Four Noble Truths of Love, which I devoured in a day. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me today. It really means a lot to me. And it's beautiful to be surrounded by a community of lovebirds who are interested in learning about emotional intimacy and how to spread love and how to be a more loving and connected person. Thank you for doing the work. Have a lovely week.